and welcome to From the Newsroom, the semi-occasional podcast from the Holland Sentinel. Um, I am editor Sarah Leach, and today I am joined by one of our um, best and brightest reporters, Arpan Lobo. Welcome, Arpan. Hi, Sarah. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about the politics, local politics, and particularly um, the re-election bid that was just recently announced by Holland's state house rep, Bradley Slaw, uh, who represents the 90th district. Um, Arpan, why don't you, you met with Brad the other day. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, his first term, how it's going so far, and what um, some of the things are that he has accomplished and what he might have on the plate should he be reelected? Yeah. So so Brad Slaw, he was elected in 2018. Uh, he represents the 90th district, as you said, Holland, Zealand, and parts of Hudsonville. Uh, and before that, he was the Ottawa County Treasurer. Um, so in his first year, it was kind of an odd year in the legislature. Uh, it was also Governor Gretchen Whitmer's first year. Mm-hmm. And one of the big takeaways, uh, if you followed the legislature throughout the year, was that a budget couldn't really get done until months after deadline. There was a big bust up between the legislature leadership. um, Which which, both chambers are controlled by Republicans. By Republicans. And Slaw's a Republican, but he's not among the leadership. Um, And Governor Whitmer, there was a bust up between uh, funding for a lot of areas, but in the most case, it was funding for a solution to fix Michigan's road and infrastructure problem. Mm -hmm. Um, As you probably recall, Governor Whitmer wanted to introduce a gasoline tax of about 45 cents. Deeply unpopular. Very unpopular. (laughs) Um, A lot of people pointed out a lot of flaws in it. Um, But her argument was that this is the only thing that will get the job done in particular. And this is like easier to pass through the legislature than a corporate tax. And if right. it couldn't even pass through the legislature, I don't even want to get into the other stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, that was kind of the main takeaway uh, from the legislature last year. But what mm-hmm. Brad Slaw was doing, um, he focused a lot of the motions he sponsored and co-sponsored on very local things, things that helped local governments. Um, a couple of the uh, highlights bills that he passed, one was to eliminate the need for street signage on local roads. And mm-hmm. local roads mean any road where you don't really need to have a street sign because it's implied that it's 25 miles an hour. And you might hear that and you think, oh, what, what does that have to do with anything? You know, But that those signs do cost money. Mm-hmm. And so by saving uh, the local government's money that they don't need to spend on signs, that was a way for them to kind of keep some tax dollars in their pocket. And Brad Slaw told me yesterday, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday the 21st, but he told me yesterday that the reason he introduced that bill was because he just talked to the Holland uh, city officials and they said this was something that they would like to see done and he was able to get that passed and Governor Whitmer signed it, uh, was passed without many hiccups, I believe. Um, and so he said to me, he goes, you know, that might save a community like Holland thousands of dollars. But think of a city like Detroit or Grand Rapids. It could mm-hmm. save, you know, upwards of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sure. So that was one thing that he was able to pass. Um, another thing, again, dealing with local governments, it was a bill to make it easier to for local um residents to submit their tax information and again that might be something that um, probably going back to his roots a little bit right he was the that you know previously you could only submit your tax information to the treasurer and if Mm -hmm. the treasurer wasn't in there a clerk or assistant couldn't accept it but um, through a bill he passed or he introduced and that was passed uh, that was able to be um, 
changed so now that it's easier for residents to submit that information. So those kinds of things were what he worked on. He was also the co-sponsor of a very large, very bipartisan uh, package dealing with criminal justice reform um, that kind of made it easier um, or will make it easier. I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure if Governor Whitmer has signed it yet. Mm. I do not believe she has. But it was passed through both chambers with bipartisan support. So it could be something that she will. But it was a bills dealing with raise the age legislation, which mm-hmm. did pass, but also um, criminal expungement legislation that would make it easier for nonviolent criminals to be able to get their kind of criminal record swiped for things like, uh, you know, misdemeanor drug convictions. Yeah, simple possession. Simple possessions. Things, nonviolent crimes being easier. And I talked to him when this first was introduced in September, and he told me it's something that we want to be able to get hardworking people back into the workforce without having any hitch so they can go on and continue with their lives. So when when you talked with him, should he be reelected, what kind of momentum is he bringing um, forward? What what are some of the other projects that he said that he wanted to work on that he hasn't really gotten an opportunity to do do yet? Well, one thing we did speak about was the road funding. Um, That was one of the things that never really was resolved. Uh, Governor Whitmer line-item vetoed the legislature plan, which was to build on a plan that was introduced under Governor Rick Snyder, to introduce, they wanted to add about $400 million in funding for the roads. Um, the problem with that, according to Governor Whitmer, was that this money, this $400 million, would have come from areas like education and mm-hmm. mental health funding. Sure. And that wasn't something she was for. Of course, the Michigan budget has to be a balanced budget. Right. You know, they don't have credit lines. They can't take right. on debt. So that's why... Like the federal government. Right. Can. That's why she introduced a tax plan to kind of raise this $1.5 billion, which is the number that she's kind of zeroed in on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the legislature plan was to kind of a, raise this other $400 million, but because they didn't agree on it, she line-item vetoed the uh, amount, and so that's still kind of a dispute that's going on. What he told me was that he wants to be able to make sure that the legislature can communicate better with uh, Governor Whitmer. He told me that one of the things that he sees as his job is how do we best communicate with the governor to accomplish what she thinks needs to be done. Mm. And if she's kind of, you know, identified the infrastructure problem that she has, she campaigned on fixing the damn roads. Right. That was her slogan. Um, That's something that he wants to work with her um, on being able to do. Now, with a Democratic governor and Republican uh, control in both of the chambers, there's a divided government. And one thing he told me, he said that in divided government, you have to work toward the middle to be able to get things done. A a great question is not only how do we do things differently, but how do we help the governor accomplish what she needs to accomplish, right? Um, So we need to build into the budget things that need to get done. Um, Infrastructure, uh, community things, stuff for schools, education. So we need to do all of those things. We need to make sure that we're we're giving her the opportunity to communicate to us what her what her priorities are, and then we need to work together and try to figure out answers and how do we how do we get those done. Um, and none of that's easy, as as you stated. Divided government is part of the issue, so we need to be able to use that divided government. Um, wisely because divided government means that you have to work toward the middle. And that's my goal is how do we work toward the middle. That actually sounds kind of refreshing because... It, it is refreshing. I mean, even when you're dealing with like state 
state leadership uh, more often than not, um, depending on, you know, which chamber that you're talking to, they're often critical of the leaders of the other party. And it just gets to be kind of exhausting sometimes, especially when things aren't, when they're at an impasse over important issues to everybody in the state. Um, so it's actually kind of, uh, it's actually kind of nice to, to it is, it is have a, a local approach. rep. Yeah, that's a little yeah. bit more, you know, um, moderate in, in terms of, uh, you know, the political rhetoric. Right. And that's not to say that he did not criticize sure. the governor. Yeah. Because he yeah. did, um, he put out a statement after the line item veto saying that Governor Whitmer was holding items hostage over her uh, unpopular road plan. Right. If I had to, you know, uh, surmise that, I would guess that that was something that he was directed by the GOP leadership to do so. Mm-hmm. That's not terribly uncommon in the state government right. to just kind of take the leadership's uh, lead on, on right. those type of things. But it is um, nice to know that after all of that is said and done to kind of reset and then, you know, going forward, like how do we improve communication because we don't see eye to eye? Right. You hardly right. ever see that kind of right. stuff coming and, out and of leadership. And that was, some, that was something he, he said um, pretty pretty early on when yeah. I asked him what he was looking forward to working on. Yeah. Um, so what um, what are some of your uh, takeaways in terms of how how he's his approach to to government seems to be much more tied into the local level and that he's staying out of the you know that the statewide political fray so to speak and some of the really polarizing issues is that your read in terms of he's just trying to get to work and just trying to kind of serve the constituency and kind of rising above some of these other big picture things that seem to be taking up a lot of attention statewide yeah i think so you know he he kind of ran and operated on the traditional kind of conservative uh ethos of uh, fiscal uh, responsibility, mm-hmm. and that was something that you know the, the street sign bill was to be able to save money. Right, um, and you can drive down the street, and if it's a local, if it, if you're in your neighborhood, you can kind of guess it's 25 miles an hour. Yeah, um, so that was something that he kind of ran on. It wasn't you know any big big overarching um, issues, but he he did tell me that he likes to stay involved uh, with some other items that maybe he's not. Um, exactly on the committee for Mm -hmm. but he likes to keep an eye on it because he told me he's just really been in his first year uh in the legislature he's really been about learning and just kind of just seeing how things are done and seeing how he can use that to his advantage to fix things uh the problems he sees in local communities right uh, holland zealand in particular but across the state being engaged in the all of the subcommittees that I sit on are budget subcommittees, and so um, being more engaged in the budget and understanding more of the pieces of that and how they all fit together will be important to me. Um, you know, I was involved in a limited basis this first time around because I just didn't know enough. Um, but how do you, as you gain knowledge and gain expertise, how do you try and help make that process go? So budgeting will be one of those big pieces. Um, and once again, it's just listening. I've had, there are multiple other opportunities coming. I, I can see some of them already. Um, they're just, it's, you have to wait until the right time for some of those things to come to fruition. I've met him uh, before, and you've obviously met him because you've interviewed him uh, for several stories. And I think that... Um, I think that that kind of dovetails with his personality too. He's just a little bit more of a of an observer, and he kind of takes everything in. So he's not quite like that, you know, like that outgoing personality style. So I think that his leadership style kind of reflects who he is as a person. No, he's not. He's not. Uh, there are some people in the in the state legislature who are very boisterous, right? Um, right. On both sides, some of them like to you know fire and brimstone, right? Uh, he's definitely not that, right? Um, it, it's more about. You know, he just kind of sticks to his kind of guns mm-hmm. when it comes to those types of things. 
So what kind of, uh, how, how is it coming into focus in terms of any challengers that he's facing um, going into the election? Uh, right now, nobody. So Okay. Uh, all right. His odds look good. Uh, well, yes. It's hard to lose when you're not running against anybody. Right. Um, but no, he's in a very traditionally uh, Republican uh, district, so he already had that thing going for him. It's not as if he was in a swing district at all. Um, but right now, when he, he filed on yesterday, uh, so Monday the 20th, that was just for the Republican primary, mm-hmm. which takes place in August. And so I cannot see a challenger. I, that would be that'd be highly unusual. Yes, yeah. there there wouldn't be a challenger for him in a primary. So after that, he goes to the general election. Um, as of now, we're recording this, you know, in mid to late January, uh, there isn't a Democrat registered for the uh, primary. So if the Democratic Party wants to get somebody, they have until uh, eight, Monday, April twenty first at four p.m. Okay, to find someone to kind of go against him. Um, has, has a Democrat ever held this seat? Do you know? I, not to my knowledge. I, I've been here for quite a while, but I, I don't, I don't have any memory of that happening. Um, you know, so in my research, because I haven't been here. Uh, terribly long. Mm-hmm. It's almost a year now, but yeah. um, he inherited uh, the seat from another Republican. Right, and right. It would surprise me if that if the seat was in too much contention going back forward. I'd right. have to look on that. Right, Daniela Garcia was the last rep right, um, for this right. district. She ran for right. state senate and lo- ended up losing to Roger Victory in a right. primary. Right, but she was also a Republican. Okay. So any other takeaways from the local government scene in terms of what to watch out for next, and especially in the 90th district? You know, I, uh, I'm not sure if there's anything to watch for next, but on a statewide level, uh, next week, Governor Whitmer will give her second state of the state address. Mm-hmm. You were there last year. Yes. Um, that, was, and, that was crazy. <laughs> and, well, she kind of teased her, her new road plan because she, this is still something that she wants to get done. Uh, last year was a gas tax. This year, she hasn't given uh, out too many details, and she won't until the state of the state. But she mentioned a word triage or triage, depending on how you pronounce it. That's a term kind of used in the medical field Mm -hmm. about addressing the biggest problems first. So maybe she's going to introduce a plan that will address the worst roads and bridges first. Um, Near, we have a uh, bridge that was shut down in nearby Ferrysburg, yes. not too far away. Yes, Smith's Bridge. Smith's right? Bridge, yeah. yes. And so maybe that would be something that get, would get priority um, under her new plan. I know one of her the big plans of the gas tax from some local reps was that it prioritized the southeast part of the you know the Detroit area sure. too much, and so some people felt as if West Michigan and other parts of Michigan were not getting enough attention uh, mm-hmm. as they needed. So we'll see how this new plan is. You know, because someone from the Detroit area and someone who travels there semi-frequently, the roads are much worse over there. They, yeah. Well, like, they have a lot more population density. That's so true. I, that's I, true. You know, more miles, uh, more, more tire miles on those roads. But we'll right. see. Right. Um, that's not saying that their roads aren't necessarily a problem here because there are some things that could be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see um, what uh, Rep. Slaw has to say. He's running for re-election, but that won't happen until November, so he still has the rest of the year in the office. Um, So we'll see how things go. Okay. All right. And with that, that, this has been another episode of From the Newsroom, and we'll see you next time. 